Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. It's getting cold outside, y'all. Go get you some Unpopular Podcast merch. Go get you some hoodies, a long sleeve, uh, a sweater. Link in the description below. Go get your Unpopular Podcast merch. Also, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything will help. Uh, I apologize. I was gone last week. I was out of town and uh, I had to get some things situated and they're getting situated. So I apologize for being away for a week. But here's where we'll start this episode. So we're I'm going to do my week 10 breakdown. And I guess I'll start the week 10 breakdown with, with what happened last week. The biggest news that happened last week, of course, was Odell Beckham Jr. choosing the Los Angeles Rams over teams like the Packers, um, the 49ers, the Chiefs, teams like that. And a lot of people were confused. I was confused a little bit. I was confused because you go to you leave an organization that is the Browns because you weren't getting a lot of targets. Clearly, you didn't have, you know, chemistry. You had, I guess, on field chemistry issues with Baker Mayfield. That is Odell Beckham Jr. He just wasn't that productive. In fact, he really wasn't productive at all for the, the the Browns. He maybe had a game or two. The only game I can really remember that he was a big factor was the game against the 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 Cowboys maybe last year. So Odell Beckham Jr. did not have you know his landing spot, or the Browns being his landing spot wasn't the ideal spot for him. And you know. When, you know, they, they released him and he, well, he didn't get picked up from waivers. He he was a free agent. You can pretty pick where you can pretty much pick where you want to go. And a lot of people, including myself, thought that, I don't know, maybe the Chiefs or the or the the Packers would be the best chance would be the best options for him. In fact, reports were coming out saying that the Packers and the Chiefs were pretty much his number one des- or his his top destinations. And I and I I understood that because you know if you look at the Chiefs, a lot of people say why would you go to the Chiefs? They have a a, a bevy of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Actually, I think only Tyreek Hill is the only like um he's the only wide receiver over like 500 yards this year. So he would be a really good complimentary piece, a really good number two. And if you go, if you look at the Packers situation, same thing. Outside of Devontae Adams, you can't really trust Lazar like that. You can't really trust Valdez Scantling like that. You can't really trust, you know, Amari Rodgers, some of the pieces that they have at the wide receiver position. And, you know, all the reports that we heard was, you know, he wants to go to a place where he'll win or where his talents are valued. And to me and a lot of people, the Packers and the Chiefs, uh, I don't know, maybe the 49ers were in there as well. Those teams would have benefited the most. So when the report came out and when when it came out that he was choosing the the Rams, it was confusing to me. I mean, you have Jefferson, you have Cooper Cup, you have, uh, 
Robert Wood at the time. I just didn't understand. The Saints was another team that I could understand. I mean, Michael Thomas is out for the year. I kind of get why he didn't choose to go there with, you know, Jameis Winston being out as well. But him, but Odell Beckham Jr. choosing the Rams was was confusing to me because you would go to a team that you wouldn't, you would probably be at best seeing his, okay, for looking at his production that we've seen for the past, I don't know, year or two, He's been injured a lot. That's that's you can't really negate that. He's been injured a lot and I don't think that his his talent, pure talent, still he he can still be a top receiver, but we haven't seen it in a while. And I thought that you would go to a place where you definitely have to be the number 2. So when he chose the Rams, you know, it it didn't it didn't make sense. But I get it. I I say it didn't make sense, but then at at, at first it didn't make sense. But I understand, you know, they they also picked up Von Miller. I understand that you would at this point, and, and, he, and he pretty much alluded to it. He's ch- they're chasing rings, Von Miller, um, Omar, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. You're chasing rings. I get that. And you you look at a team that is the Rams. That team on paper is stacked. Like I said, you have Matthew Stafford on, on the defense. You have Jalen Ramsey. You have Aaron Donald. It's a stacked team, so you would want to go to a team that they're trying to duplicate what we saw last year from the Bucks. You know, you get Tom Brady, you get Gronk, you get A.B., you know, that that bevy of talent, plus Chris Godwin, plus Mike Evans, plus Leonard Fournette, plus Ronald Jones. <laughs> they, they're trying the, – the Rams are trying to duplicate what the, what, the, what, the, what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did, so I understand it. So I'm going to start this week 10 breakdown with the game that we saw on Monday night, which was the 49ers and the Rams. The 49ers destroyed the Rams 31 to 10. There's a lot that you can pick from this game. But the biggest reason, the, the biggest thing that I saw was I saw two teams that were in two completely different headspaces. And what do I mean by that? The the 49ers is in the 49ers, they are pretty much seated in one of the most competitive divisions in football. When you have the Rams, when you have uh the Cardinals and you have the Seahawks, they're they're put in probably one of the most com- com- most competitive divisions in football, which is the NFC what West. And the last thing you want to do is lose to not only a divisional team, but they've been struggling this year with injuries to to you know uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, injuries to Trey Trey Lance, some key injuries on the running back position, defense position. They Monday night was pretty much their their this is the season. There's still an outside chance that they can make the playoffs. This is their this is their season. Monday night was their season. Monday night they had to go out and win. If not, you can at that point they'd be four and six, I mean they'll be three and six. It's that's no. You you want if if you go down three and six, you're pretty much done in the playoffs. Especially, and we'll talk about this in a second. Especially when you're in the NFC. So 
they played hunger. Debo Samuel just had a, an incredible year. Jimmy Garoppolo played well. They were running all up and down the Rams. The the 49ers played like they were the hunger team. They played like they knew that if they lost this game, the season pretty much over. There was no chance of making the playoffs. And they played hungrier. They also played more inspired because, you know, you're playing against a a, a, a divisional rival you're playing you're playing for your season eventually uh, essentially and of course there's an added back and forth between you know the young the quote-unquote young gun uh coaches when you have Sean McVay for the Rams Kyle Shanahan for the 49ers they they you know when, when they go back a lot of people kind of tout those two as the best or the better young co- uh coaches in the league so you know you're gonna you're gonna there's an added layer of competitiveness. You know what I mean? That's what I saw out of the 49ers. Out of the Rams, I saw a team that looked distracted, a team that was in, in I mean, miscombob, discombobulated. You saw um, Cooper Cup drop a lot of passes that he, you know, he typically doesn't drop. Tyler Higby dropping a big pass. Uh, Jefferson dropping a big pass. It's just the team just didn't seem like they were in sync. Uh, at, at, there was early where Matthew Stafford was trying to force the ball to Odell Beckham Jr., who was only there for a couple days. Uh, Von Miller, it, it just it was a team that was discombobulated, a team that just that that was. I think the bye week is going to help them incredibly. Next week, which is the bye week for them, is going to help them incredibly. You know, you get time to learn the playbook for Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller, get time to to to, ha- to build a relationship with Matthew Stafford. It just it, it just looked like they were ready for the they were ready for the play uh the, the the bye week. Now I'm not taking away from the win. I'm not taking away from the 49ers win because the 49ers out absolutely dominated at every in every sense of the word, they dominated the Rams. But you can tell that the Rams just wanted to get one. What what I saw is this. Going into the game, I saw no, let's say the first few drives. The first few drives, you can tell that the Rams were trying to showcase that we have two new weapons. We have Odell Beckham Jr. on the offense and Von Miller on the defense. You can tell that they were trying hard to showcase them. Like I said, Matthew Stafford got picked trying to throw the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. And a lot of people were asking why Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't in the game at the end because he doesn't know really – Every team does, you know, two-minute warning and two-minute drills differently. So a team that you've only been there for a couple of days, you're not going to know how they run. So that's why you didn't see them. But you can tell early that the Rams were trying to showcase and trying to, you know, get Odell Beckham Jr. and, you know, get get him involved. They tried to they tried to showcase Von Miller a lot on the defensive side of the ball. And once they saw that it just wasn't working, it just wasn't that night then it just looked like they they were just a step behind the whole night. Um, and a lot of people are at, you know what, I'll talk about it in a second. So, shouts out to the 49ers for winning or beating the Rams on Monday Night Football 31 to, to 10. Uh, let's go with the game because I didn't talk about it because I was off last week. About the game we saw Thursday, last Thursday, which was... Man, that was a while ago, which was the Dolphins beating the Ravens 22 to 10. Um, I just think that it was a bad game. I think oh, you know, every, 
a lot of people are saying, you know, the the Dolphins drew up a game or or cracked the code on how to stop the Ravens. You know, uh, no, I just think <laughs> Lamar Jackson had a bad day. The whole team pretty much had a bad day. That I will I'll talk about in a second. But I just think that the team just had a bad day. And the Dolphins had a good day. You know, you start Jacoby Brissett. He gets hurt. Tua comes in. And a lot of people were questioning why would you start why would you start Jacob Brissett if Tua was ready? I think that Brian Flores is just looking for answers. Not saying he's a bad coach. I just think this team shouldn't be three and seven at this point. Uh a lot of people thought that this team had well, a lot of people going into it, including myself, thought that this team had playoff aspirations. And it just one way or, or for one reason or another, they just have not met up to expectations this year. And I just think that, you know, you see Jacoby Brissett in a week of practice. You see Tua in a week of practice. It's like Jacoby Brissett's had a better week of practice than Tua. I'm going to play him. So I don't think that the Ravens are done. I, I don't think that the Dolphins have arrived. I just think that the Dolphins played their best offensive game. They played all season and they destroyed the Ravens defense. So. And I, I just think f- with Lamar Jackson's side, you know, it, it just wasn't the best game as far as offensively for the whole team. Um, so there's that, man. Um, Shouts out to the Dolphins. The Bills destroyed the Jets uh, 45-17. A question was prom- has been prompted. Um, now, I understand that especially with first year head coaches you want you, you you should be patient especially with first year head coaches and when you look at the roster they have with the organization it, it, you know you usually should be patient there's the, the jets there there's no real expectation for the jets to be good but you so you should have patience especially when we talk about first year coach first year coaching staff uh rookie quarterbacks but something that needs to be Something that should be a a, a, a a cause for concern. Now, again, I know the Jets aren't world beaters, and I understand that you're playing against a Bills team that just got embarrassed the week earlier, uh, I think, by the Jaguars. I <laughs> Look, you, 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 try, you don't want – you don't expect much from the Jets. However, when you hired Robert Sala, when you hire a coach that's known for a side of the ball – you expect that side of the ball to be good. What do I mean by that? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is known to, to be a defensive, a defensive-oriented head coach. Most of the time, the Patriots defense, including now, the Patriots defense is a really good defense. Sh- uh, Sean McVay. Sean McVay is known for offense. The offense for the Rams are good. The offense for the Rams is their best, you know, that's their that's the best side of the ball. John Harbaugh, more of a running coach or more of an offensive coach. He built a whole offense around Lamar Jackson. Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel is a rugged rugged coach. The Titans is a rugged team. You know, the the team usually embodies whatever style the coach or whatever side of the ball the co- and style the coach usually runs with. When you look at the Jets and Robert Sala, Robert Sala was the defensive coordinator for, for the 49ers. Defensive coordinator got them all the way to the Super Bowl, even though they eventually lost, but got them to the Super Bowl. 
So when you look at the Jets, you expect them to at least be decent on the on the defensive side of the ball. Not saying that they're supposed to be, you know, a Hall of Fame worthy defense or even a, a a good defense, but you're expecting them to be at least a competent defense. When you look at the Jets week after week after week, they look their defense looks like it's getting worse. Like in fact, by the numbers, their defense is getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. So I'm sitting like, yo, if Robert Sala at at best is a defensive coordinator, like if 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 Robert Sala, who who was a defensive coordinator, now is a head coach, I get if the offense is a struggle. I get that. But right but the Jets defense shouldn't be this bad. Now, I'm not saying that Robert Sala should get fired. I'm not saying none of that. What I'm just saying is it is alarming to me that a a, a team that should be better on a side of the ball that their coach lends his specialty or or is better at who who was a defensive court a really good defensive coordinator they're just not like they, they're not even close to good they're not they don't even seem competent i don't know how many times i see a jess game and or i see jess highlights or whatever and i see blown assignments wide open receivers uh uh, running backs just running right through it. It, it just the, the the defense, the Jets defense is getting worse. Now again, I understand that you should have patience for a first year coach, but it's just getting worse. And and I also understand you're playing against the Bills, but this is what the the this is multiple times that the Jets have allowed more than thirty six points. That's all I'm saying, man. This is something that really. I think it's a it's a cause for concern. Even though it is a first-year head coach, at least being a de- coming being a defensive coordinator, you should be able to at least get the defense. Not even I'm not gonna say right because again, the Jets is a, is a is a trash organization, but at least get the at least it, it should look competent, and it doesn't even look competent. That's 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 crazy. But shouts out to the Bills for beating the the uh, shouts out to the Bills for beating the Jets 45 to 17. Washington, probably the surprise of the of the of the weekend. Washington beat the Bucks twenty nine to nineteen. Before I go any further, Trace Chase Young, last year's offensive rookie of the year, or uh, last year's defensive rookie of the year, excuse me, tore his ACL, so he's out for the whole season, or for the rest of the season. I I wish nothing but a speedy recovery. I do like the fact that even though you know he was out for the game, a lot of people. Would have probably went to went home. Would have went to the doctors uh, or hospital, whatever. You know, he he got on crutches and he came back to support his teammates. You know, that just shows the type of character that he is. Not saying he's the first person that does that, but what I'm saying is usually people would either go, you know, they'll 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 go to the hospital or or straight after that. But I think that's a and I'll think I know it's a huge loss for Washington. Now I understand being three and six. You know. The 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 hope of the playoffs is kind of bleak, especially when you also hear reports about you know Ryan Fitzpatrick not playing for the rest of the season. But losing Chase Young is a huge blow. Now, yes, the the defense, the Washington's defense has been very underwhelming this entire year. In fact, I would be go as far to say Washington's defense is a big reason why they are three and six. 
Not saying that the offense is there because I still have huge reservations for Tyler Heineke being a, a full season starter. But I, the defense being so underwhelming with the big names that they have is a big reason why Washington is three and six. But that doesn't negate the fact that you're losing your best defender. That's Chase Young is Washington's best defender. There's a reason why he was Defensive Rookie of the Year last year. There's a reason why going into the year, a lot of people thought that he was good enough to be the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, he is the, the the leader of that defensive side. Now, I understand you have Montez Sweat, you have Jonathan Allen, you have Deron Payne. You still have players. And, and I say that to say, you know, they have been, yes, they they have underwhelmed this year but they they do have they do still have good players but when you lose your leader when you lose the heart of the defense or the heart of that that side of the ball is definitely going to struggle now I understand that Washington's playoff hopes is very small uh if if any but losing Chase Young is definitely a, a huge blow to Washington so I wish nothing but a speedy recovery for Chase Young and um it, it it sucks, man. It sucks when you see a, a young player, a young good, you know, a really good player get hurt. You know, uh, it, it sucked last year, and now I understand it's two different injuries, but it sucks. It, and it's not even just a young player. It sucks when you see any player get hurt. You know, I understand that football is a violent sport, um, but of course, I, again, I wish nothing but a speedy recovery for for Chase Young. Uh, so, but back to the game on on Sunday, man. It, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to make of it as much as, like I said, I yes, the the Bucks lost. You know, Tyler Heineke looked good. The the offense looked good. Uh, Terry McLaurin looked good, even though he went out. Uh, you know, it was injured a couple of drives, came back, made a big play. The, Washington looked good. Is just, you know, I. I don't. I can't take. I'm not gonna say. Oh, the Bucks are trash now. No, I just think maybe it was a bad game. I don't know. Uh, I know that this was probably one of the first games where, Tom, like a big reason why they lost was because of Tom Brady. Now I'm not saying it's the only reason, but those interceptions that he threw were bad interceptions. Like they weren't even close. Like <laughs> I don't know what it was. They just it was just bad. Um, the Bucks had a bad game as a as a whole. Offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, special teams. It was just bad. Um, and hey man, shouts out to Washington for beating the Bucks. The the Cowboys beat the 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 Falcons forty three to three. Before I move, before I go any further, I made I don't know I don't remember which episode it was, but I made a clip on my YouTube channel. In fact, I talked for one of the episodes I talked about Matt Ryan and I said I was wrong about Matt Ryan. I always thought that Matt Ryan was not the problem for Atlanta. And I said I, I may have been wrong about Matt Ryan because it seems that he is the pro he's a big problem for Atlanta. People have been coming at my neck on that video or the clip that I that it was a clip. Ooh. People have been coming at my neck. I don't know how many times, bro, you have to watch Matt Ryan. Yes, he can have a couple of good games against trash defenses. 
and against trash teams. But when Matt Ryan is asked to play a good game against a good defense, he struggles, i.e. throwing two pick sixes against the Bucs, i.e. giving up three points. No, I'm sorry. Scoring three points, meaning you didn't even touch the end zone and throwing a bad pick against the Cowboys. Not saying the Cowboys are trash. What I'm saying is Matt Ryan looks incredible against trash defenses. Everyone's going to look incredible against trash defenses, i.e., look at every team that plays against the Atlanta Falcons defense. I understand that you're four and five at this point, but look at all the four. In fact, give me a second. I'm going to look at the four teams that the Atlanta Falcons play, beat. Now, I think one of them were was good. I get that. If 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 it is, I said. But I'm going to look at the four teams that the Atlanta Falcons beat. The four. Atlanta Falcons beat the the New York Giants. The they beat the New York Jets. They beat the Miami Dolphins, and they beat the New Orleans Saints. Now, I'll give you the Saints one. You know, the, the Saints, that is a good defense. I'll give you that. But but what you've seen this year, can you tell me that the Dolphins is a good defense, the Jets is a good defense, the Giants is a good defense? Hey, Atlanta fans. That want to come into, you know, come. I appreciate the view. I appreciate the support. If it is support, I appreciate the conversation. But stop coming at my neck when I'm telling you the truth. Matt Ryan is not good. Matt Ryan has not been good. He won four games against terrible teams. I'll give you the 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 Saints game. I'll give you the Saints game. The Saints are, is a good team when they have Jamin Winston. I'll give it to you. Three of their four wins are against the Jets, the Giants, and the Dolphins. Stop talking to me. <laughs> Jesus, man. Matt Ryan has not been good. I understand, you know, you, you lose uh, Julio Jones. I get that. I understand you lose Calvin Ridley. I get that. I understand your offensive line is not the greatest. I get that. I understand your running back positions, not the greatest. I get that. But how hard is it to use what you have? In fact, what we do is when we talk about Baker Mayfield, right? When we talk about Baker Mayfield, all we talk about is, yo, you you have to be able to win if if you don't have all. Baker Mayfield is an incredible quarterback when all the pieces are working, when everything around him is peaches and cream. He is an incredible quarterback. Baker Mayfield struggles mightily when at least one, when maybe his running backs are hurt or maybe his uh, quarterback, I mean, his his wide receivers are hurt. He struggles mightily. You don't really see here. Aaron Rodgers won a game this year without his number one target in Devontae Adams. Russell Wilson ain't had a running game, a, a consistent running game for a while. And you see what Russell Wilson's doing. So it's like, yes, Matt Ryan, there's a lot of pieces around him that's not functioning. But what the piece that he does have, how hard is it to get the ball to Kyle Pitts? How hard is it to get the ball to Kyle Pitts? It shouldn't be that hard. It's, ooh, it, just, it frustrates me that these people, 
or people going to to my page and to my story and or not story going to my page and, and watch you know old videos or old episodes which i appreciate but you're coming at me like i'm not stating facts matt ryan has not been good the only time he's been good which has resulted in wins is against the jets the giants the dolphins who by the way the Dolphins at this moment has won three games. The Jets have won two games. The Giants, I believe, have won, let me see, three, two. So that's five altogether. And the Giants have won three. So that's, that's, you're, you're talking to me about three, you beat three teams. The Giants, the Jets, and the, the Dolphins, who altogether have eight wins. Matt Ryan's not good. And shouts out to the Cowboys, man. Dak Prescott looks good. Everyone on the Cow, you know, the, the the defense, they had a stinker last year or last week going against the Broncos. It was just a I think it was just a, one of those bad games. Like I said, every team has those games. Um and like I said, everyone looked was firing all cylinders and and, and the Cowboys looked good, especially against a Falcons defense that's not good. So, shouts out to the Cowboys for beating the Falcons. 43-3. The Titans beat the Saints 23-21. to uh, You win. And and the the, the Titans are, are finding ways to, um, you know, when you lose Derrick Henry, that's a big part of your offense. That's a big part of your team altogether. And, you know, the Adrian Pearson is is keeping the thing afloat. Ryan Tannehill, AJ Brown, you know, they're finding other ways to win. I don't know how sustainable that is in the playoffs, of course, but right now they're the number one seed in the AFC, and that they're they're finding ways to win. Uh, so, shouts out to the Titans for beating the Saints, man. Um, the Colts beat the Jaguars twenty three to seventeen. Again, I didn't watch this game. It's the Jaguars. It's the Colts. Uh, the Colts, they are on, on a bit of a streak. I think they've won for the last five, I believe. Uh, and, and they're good, you know, uh, again, I don't, I do not trust. It's, it's hard for me to trust Kurt, uh, not Kurt Cousins, hard for me to trust Carson Wentz after what I've seen this year and the year previous and the year previous, but um they're they're good right now their defense is kind of carrying them honestly and jonathan taylor is kind of carrying this man is looking like he's running all the way to freaking canton that's how jonathan taylor is hooping man um so so shouts out to the shouts out to the colts for being the jaguars the lions tied with the steelers 16 to 16 um you know This game, I understand Big Ben didn't play due to COVID. I get that. But this game was just so Steelers, man, and and Lions. It's like I don't know how many times I saw interception. First of all, that it kind of sh- I don't know what's wrong. Like that kind of shows me that this game and 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 Mike Tomlin electing to start and go with Mason Rudolph over Dwayne Haskins really shows me I don't think they have too much faith in Dwayne Haskins because there's no way that you can you had a year you had more than 2 years with Mason Rudolph so you know his limitations 
uh, and the fact that you started him, I don't know if you thought that it'll be easy because it was the Lions, but you started him over Dwayne Haskins. That's kind of alarming, especially after the preseason when you when I think the the announcement was out that you're gonna go with Dwayne Haskins as a backup. But um, yeah, it did. No one deserved to win that game, and honestly, nobody did. Uh, this is a big plus for the for the Lions. Uh, even though they still don't have a win in the win column, they don't have another loss in the loss column. Um, but no, I, interception after interception after fumble after fumble after missed kicks after sacks and and horrible positions from both teams. J now T.J. Watt did go out, so that was big for the for the Steelers. But you tied, you tied with the Lions, the Lions. And that's a horrible, horrible team. Like both well, this why this why I said, yo, it's even though they're five and oh, we're five and three, it, it's hard to trust the Steelers because the Steelers can have games like this again. I also un, I understand that Big Ben didn't play, and I think that if Big Ben would have played, they could have won. However, I don't I don't think it would have been like a, a blowout. It's just the Steelers just. And the Lions, it was just a that was mm, that was a terrible game. So they both tied. <laughs> the Patriots uh, beat the beat the hell out of the Browns, forty five to seven. First and foremost, shouts out to Mac Jones, man. Mac Jones, it just week after week he's getting better. The de- the you know the the Patriots defense. People keep saying the Patriots are back, right? The Patriots are a good team. Yes, don't get me wrong. The Patriots are a good team. They're 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 pretty much being carried by their defense and Mac Jones. He's getting better. Like I said, week after week, he's not making big mistakes. Uh, the running game, you know, is is looking good as well. The team's looking good. But when you keep saying this back, um, no, <laughs> no, I'm not saying that they're garbage. Don't get me wrong. Like, don't hear they're not garbage. But I don't trust the Patriots in the playoffs. Uh, they may, they may be able to beat a team, and I, I if they do make the playoffs, which is looking like they will, I will come here because I remember before the season I didn't think the the Patriots were going to make a playoff with Mac Jones, and if they do make the playoffs, I'll come in here and say I was wrong. But they, I don't. I'm not gonna say they're back. I'm just that they're good. They're they're a good team, and. They beat up on a Browns team that you lose Baker Mayfield in the game, trying to square up with a court with a with a safety for some reason. Um, I don't know, man. the The Browns, the Browns are should be better on paper. Like, and I say this a lot on paper, they have the best team in the league from the offensive line to the defensive line to the defense in general to you know some of the offensive weapons that they have they have the best roster on paper or arguably the best roster but they they just and this is why I think that this is why there's still questions with Baker Mayfield because it's like and I I said this going into the season a lot of people said this going into the season it's really going to solely depend on this team is going to go as far as Baker takes them I understand Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb has been out uh, I think Nick Chubb is back, but I, I, Kareem Hunt and, and everything's been out due to injuries and stuff like that. But like, there should be no reason. Like, you, there should be no reason the Browns that a lot of people thought were good enough, at least on paper, 
to at least make it to a Super Bowl. No, there should be no reason why you're losing forty-five to seven. Like, no reason at all. And the questions are starting. You know, you the questions are are continuing to mount for Baker Mayfield. You know, he was a number one overall pick, and it's like, yo, I think that the 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 Browns have such a poor history when it comes to quarterbacks. It's like. You know, you have one quarterback that takes you to the playoffs, and now it's like, hey, we have to stick with this man who's thick and thin, even though you're seeing that it may not be working. I don't know. Uh, of course, it's it's still early in his career and everything, but it, it, it has not been working, at least this season. So, uh, shout out to the Patriots for beating the Browns. The Vikings beat the Chargers 27-20. to 20. Um the I don't the Chargers I, Justin Herbert he's not he ha, he's had a a tough few weeks man like he's not having a really good run right now I don't know what it is but the last few weeks he he has not been that good uh and it's crazy because you know in the beginning of the season he was like a lot of people were saying he was good enough to at least be in MVP conversations and and now he's he's starting to become like a turnover machine so. Shout, you know, and Kirk Cousins did, did you know did enough to win. So shouts out to the Vikings for beating the Chargers. Another big story um, that happened last week, and of course I didn't talk about it because I was out. Uh, was Cam Newton gets picked up from get picked up by the Panthers? And that brings me to the Panthers beat the the Cardinals for thirty four to ten. What the Panthers need. What the Panthers needed was a burst of energy. Sam Darnold just wasn't it, and it's looking like Sam Darnold may not even return this year. Uh, P.J. Walker, he's cool, but he's not really an NFL quarter. I mean, he he was just in the XFL. Not saying that he's bad, but he's not a starting quarterback. The the Panthers have talent. When you have D.J. Moore, when you have Robbie Anderson, when you have uh, Christian McCaffrey, you have talent. You just need that spark. They need that energy, and, you know, you saw how how electric they looked with Cam Newton being back. Now, I'm not saying that Cam Newton is a is going to automatically take them to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. I'm also not saying that Cam Newton does not have his limitations. Cam Newton is not the most accurate quarterback. He has not been the most accurate quarterback his entire year or season or entire career. So I'm not saying that he's freaking, you know, Drew Brees with accuracy. But what I'm saying is Cam Newton is still a hell of a quarterback. He's still a, a really, really good quarterback. And he's he has an infectious personality. He has, you know, he he had people gravitate to him. And you're playing a team like the Jaguars that were pretty much or not Jaguars that were the Panthers that was pretty much running with their heads cut off, you know, frustration back and, you know, frustration at Sam Darnold because this team is good enough with the defense, with the weapons that they have, that they should be better than they than their record. And as you saw, Cam Newton was electric. He he didn't have big, huge plays, but he had two touchdowns. His first two uh first two possessions <clears throat> Our first two snaps, one was, you know, in the red zone. He ran for a touchdown. Of course, we know that I'm back. He he said he took his helmet off and said that to the camera and the crowd. And the next one, he threw a touchdown to Robbie Anderson, who I don't remember the last. I had Robbie Anderson on fantasy. I don't remember the last time he scored until uh, before Sunday. So, you know, I'm not – I think that, 
you know, Cam Newton's energy and if Cam Newton and, and this Panthers team just limits the turnovers, he can make it to the playoffs because this defense is still really good. You still have a lot of pieces on the offensive side of the ball. And for the Cardinals, they're okay, you know, I think. Uh, Kyler Murray was out. DeAndre Hopkins was out. Uh, Connor, James Connor still looked pretty good. It was, you know, you, when, you, when you're going against Colt McCoy, hey. <laughs> so, shouts out to the Panthers and Cam Newton. And it's also looking like moving forward, the, the, you know, Matt Rule's saying that Cam Newton is going to take majority of the week or uh, first team snaps, which is looking like he's going to start against um, the Washington football team this week. So we'll have to see how that goes. But, you know, shouts out to Cam. Shouts out to Cam. <sighs> the Seahawks got shut out by the, the Packers 17 0. Um, this was a sloppy game all around. Uh, I will say this. And it goes, I, I've been saying this for a while now. And as you can see, it's it, first and foremost, we knew that Russell Wilson coming back, you know, missing what, three weeks, he was going, or three or four weeks, he was going to be rusty with the whole hand or finger, dislocated finger. He was going to be rusty. Not to mention, it was cold as hell in Green Bay, and it snowed that day. Which, I don't know how the hell they do it, but it didn't look like it snowed. But it, it was like blizzard snowed before the game. And, and of course, at, during the game, it was snowing as well. But and, and the cold kind of affects how you grip the ball. So, a person that's been out three weeks, uh, three or four weeks, with the, with the whole finger in, is, issue... Coming back, it's cold, hard gripping. It's 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 the recipe for disaster, uh, and it wasn't good. He was pressing a lot. He was trying to force the ball to Tyler Lockett, trying to for, force the ball to DK Metcalf. Uh, the run game was okay. The defense wasn't that well. The defense held up, but Aaron Rodgers didn't play that well either. In fact, nobody really played that well. Uh, it was just the Packers did enough to win, and I think those are the type of games that you have. The Packers are playing incredible. Right now, uh, it just they, they they just didn't have that good of a game. But you know, you have those teams that there's there's going to be weeks where you play and and you're really just trying to you're trying to make it. Like you're you you don't have it. You're not you don't have it all. You know, and and Aaron Rodgers was coming back from you know missing last week from COVID. So both of them kind of had Russ. Of course, Russell Wilson had more. Um, but like I said, I will say this. And we've been talking about this for a minute, but it, it, Sunday was was prime example. The Seahawks, you can have flashy parts to a car, but if the engine is not working, them flashy parts don't mean nothing. You have DK Metcalf, you have Tyler Lockett, cool, but this team is uh, this team is not good without Russell Wilson. And if Russell Wilson's there and is playing and has a bad game, nine times out of ten, they're losing that game. That's just how this team is so dependent on Russell Wilson. And it's it's clear. He has a bad game. They looked horrible on Sunday. When they don't play, I think they only won one game, and that was against the Dolphins, I believe. So, or maybe the Jaguars. I don't remember. It was one of them two teams. So, it's like... The Seahawks ain't going nowhere, man. This is why it's hard for me to always, you know, when they have sleepers of teams that can make the Super Bowl. 
it's hard. I I use I I can I kind of consider the Seahawks, but it's it's tough because like the Seahawks, it's if it's Russell Wilson or bust because they ain't really nobody else. They their 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 run game is inconsistent because their running running backs usually get hurt. Unfortunately, Chris Carson he gets hurt a lot. Their offensive line still horrible. The de- the defense is god awful. You have Jamal Adams, who was inc- a safety, by the way, who was an incredible, like incredible in the run game. But God, he is terrible in the pass game. Even though he did catch an interception, I think that was like his second interception of his career. So, and the Packers, like I said, it was a it was an ugly loss, but it was a, I mean ugly win, but it was a win, you know. So you take it. So shouts out to them. The Eagles, the Eagles destroyed the the Broncos thirty to thirteen. I think a lot of people what they saw the Broncos uh, do what they did to the Cowboys were like, oh man, they don't need Von Miller. They're not saying they need Von Miller, but you know they're 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 going to be good. Uh-huh. No, they're not. <laughs> they got destroyed by the Eagles, man. They got destroyed. It was bad. And the Chiefs beat the the Raiders forty one to fourteen. Hey, it's starting to look like the the Chiefs are are are, are getting back, man. You know, uh, Patrick Mahomes looked like the Patrick Mahomes of old. This team looked good. Uh, there was a couple, you know, couple drops, but didn't really affect them. Uh, he didn't throw any any interceptions. <laughs> hey, it hey, it looks like the Chiefs are starting to roll, and they they're six and four now. So. Yeah, man, the, all those doom and gloom for the Chiefs. It's 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 looking like it's it's looking like it's not the you know it's not gonna not not really working out. So, but those are my breakdown, and I wanted to do this moving forward. So, you know, you you look the playoff picture is, is starting to kind of kind of shape. You know, you're, you're st- now it is a close race, especially towards the bottom of the playoffs for both conferences. Um, but you know, when you look at some of these teams, what I wanted to do is this, I wanted to, I wanted to look at the playoff teams, some of the playoff teams and see what their biggest flaws, what's the one thing that's going to hold them back from winning a Super Bowl. Let's start with the NFC. Let's, let's start with Green Bay. The biggest thing that's going to hold Green Bay back from winning a Super Bowl is the others. And when I say the others, when you have Aaron Rodgers, their defense is incredible. Their defense has been great. Now, you still have Zaire Alexander, who is hurt. He's supposed to come back. Um, and we need to know if Zendarius Smith is going to come back. But their defense is going to be fine because you're going to get arguably the best corner in the game. It's just we know what you're going to – you know, uh, Aaron Jones, he sprained his MCL. He's out one to two weeks. You know, how is he going to be? And when I say the others is, can you trust Valdez scaling? Can you trust Lazard? Can you trust some of the pieces? Because you know what Aaron Rodgers is going to give you. You know what what um, DeAndre, not DeAndre, De, uh, uh, Devontae Adams is going to give you. You know some of the big names. Their defense has been great. It's just when when a team takes away, which is, which is harder, easier said than done, but when a team takes away Devontae Adams, who else is going to step out or who else is going to step up? Who else can Aaron Rodgers trust? And I think that's going to be a big, a big concern uh, going into the playoffs with the Packers. Oh, uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. 
it was hard finding a weakness with Arizona Cardinals, but the biggest weakness, honestly, is is health. Um, as we're seeing, you know, Devontae Adams, not uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he's hurt right now. Um, Kyler Murray's hurt right now. Health and can there will you know? Kyler Murray has has been incredible all year, but there are still times when he kind of throws it up and maybe give you one or two chances. Uh, you know, to snag the interception, are those are those chances going to hurt them? You saw in the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl with the 49ers and the Chiefs. It it was one play. It was a play. It was two plays actually. Uh, of course, you know the last one with um Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Jimmy G just uh, completely overthrew him. But there was a play when he threw the jump and it was intercepted. And it was like, yo, he's gonna give you one or two, kind of, kind of like Kyler Murray. Not saying he's reckless, but Kyler Murray, or he is kind of reckless, but not saying it hurts them. Uh, Kyler Murray is gonna give you one or two. It's just, are you gonna snag? And are they gonna, are they gonna be in big play, big positions? So, you know, uh, the health and and those those 50 50 uh plays, is it gonna go the Cardinals' way or not? So, Dallas, Dallas is another team that was kind of hard for me to choose, but. I'm going to say their corners. I'm going to say the the secondary of their defense. I understand when you look at Trayvon Diggs and you see, wow, he has a lot of interceptions, uh, which, is, which is incredible. But you're starting to see, man, like you can you can get some plays off them. If he, what, what Trayvon Diggs does a lot is Trayvon Diggs goes for the home run a lot. He will go, he will go for the interception a lot, which means that he kind of freelances a lot. And you can, and as we've seen, either he's gonna, what what we see with Trayvon Diggs is he's either gonna get the interception or he's gonna give up a big play, and so I think that that could definitely that hurt them in couple in in a couple games, even though they did lose, you know, only two, that's hurt them in a couple games. So I think that the Dallas secondary can definitely can definitely hurt them, especially if you know you can try Trayvon Diggs again. He's either going to get the interception or he's going to give up a big play. That's just how it's been this entire year. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, definitely their secondary. Man, when you have Richard Sherman playing or their secondary is 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 just it's it's been decimated with injury. Um corner after corner after safety after safety, they've all been hurt pretty much. Uh, you know, I don't think you know Tom Brady's going to be Tom Brady. Gronk's supposed to be coming back at some time. Uh, AB may come back, uh, but it's that's that secondary. You know what you're going to get from the front, front in the defense. Uh, Levante David, Shaq, Shaq Barrett. Um, you know, uh, you know what you're going to get from them. It's just the backside. Like what happens, what happens in the secondary, and I think that can definitely hold them back. The Rams, man. When you see the Rams and you hear that they have Jalen Ramsey and uh, Aaron Donald on the defense, you're going to think that their defense is is great. The Rams have one of the worst running defense. L, you saw on Monday night against the 49ers, their running defense is horrible. Outside of Jalen Ramsey, outs, it's not even just, 
Their whole defense is god-awful outside of Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. You take them out. They are prob- they ha- Their defense is horrible from giving up huge big th- uh, third downs, getting run all up and down. If it outside of Jalen Ramsey, if you throw anywhere out, if you throw in any other direction, Jalen Ramsey more than likely is getting caught. If you, th- if you run in the opposite direction, uh, or on the other side of Aaron Donald, more than likely you're giving up a big play, or you're getting a big play. So it's their defense is horrible, man. They have a lot of shiny pieces on the offensive side of the ball. Their defense is horrible. Now we'll see what happens, you know, once you truly integrate uh, Von Miller, but their defense most definitely can hold them back. Like it's not even it's not even a question at this point. It is bad. Let's go over to let's go over to the AFC. Let's start with the Titans, and that to me the is is huge. Is is Derrick Henry? Yes, they've been able to to sustain some wins, but when you lose somebody that's mostly ninety percent of your offense, once you get to the playoffs and teams start to hone in on you, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot tougher to to manage. It's gonna be a lot tougher to move forward um, for the Titans. And again. It's hard to give. It's hard to replace ninety percent of your offense in one player, and I think that's going to be huge, especially in the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills, some their offense just isn't really clicking yet. Now I understand their dog; they're destroying people, but their offense has not been like it was last year. If their offense like it was. If their offense this year was playing like it's played last year and their defense is still playing how it is now, they would be Super Bowl champions. So I just think that their offense, they can they they still don't really have a running game. You know, Devin Singletary's cool, but you still don't have a running game. And I think that, you know, when you when you when when your best running back uh is is Josh Allen, I understand you can say, What about the Ravens? When your best running back is Josh Allen uh, it, it's it could be tough. So and that's kind of the big reason why they didn't beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship last year. So um, their offense just isn't really um, their offense hasn't really clicked like we thought it was. So I think that could hold them back. The Ravens that defense that defense probably had maybe two good games. Their defense is now. I do understand that they their defense has been their team pretty much has been decimated with injury, like decimated. And now it came out that Wolf, I think the defense like Wolf probably isn't going to play um, this season. But this their whole team has been decimated, and they asked Lamar Jackson to do too much. Uh, Rashad Bateman, he's been pretty good, you know, in his limited time, seeing as though he missed the majority of the season. Uh, but injuries and this defense, injuries in the defense is definitely going to hold because Lamar Jackson has improved. Lamar Jackson has improved incredibly, and it's 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 just the defense, man. It's is that defense is 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 not it is not it at all. So um, that's the Ravens. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. We need to see. Right now, they're they're all their their defense is horrible. Ain't no right now. Their defense is horrible. Their defense, their defense forces their offense to have to overextend. Even with Patrick Mahomes, even with that team, their defense is bad. Outside of Tyron Matthew, no, 
Their defense sucks. So their defense, the 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 Chiefs defense definitely is what's going to hold them back. The 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 Pittsburgh Steelers, their offense, <laughs> they're. I don't know, man. It's tough, man. It's it's tough to really pinpoint because their defense is good, uh, but their defense gives up way too many big plays outside of. Uh, even though you have Minka Fitzpatrick and Joe Hayden, their defense gives up way too many big plays, especially if T.J. Watt's not on the floor on the field. And for you know their offense, I don't trust. I I do not trust Big Ben to win you a game. I don't, especially in the playoffs. So it's it's like all around, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, the Patriots. They don't really have an explosive offense. Uh, their their running game is good, but they don't really have an explosive offense. Uh, like, and like if if you if you're in a shootout with somebody, like I don't I don't they could do it. Even I I understand that's hard to say when you just saw them put forty forty five on the board, but they don't really have an explosive defense. I mean, explosive offense. I'm sorry, and I don't you know if there's a shootout or if there's like a back and forth. Uh, you know, high scoring game. I don't see them being able to keep up. So that's the Patriots, man. Um, that's you know, there there are other teams that definitely could 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 make the playoffs. Like you know, we have to see what happens with the Chargers. See what happens with the Bengals. Uh, see what happens with the Raiders, the 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 Colts, the Browns. Uh, even though they they've been playing horrible outside of last week, the Dol- the Denver Nuggets, Denver Nuggets, <laughs> the Denver Broncos. Even on the NFC side, the Saints could could still make some noise. The the Panthers, uh, the Vikings, you know, the the 49ers, even though they are four and five. So, you know, it's definitely definitely some teams. But you know, th- those are the teams that I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about. So, um, yeah, man, let's 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 talk about some college football. No, bass. No, let's not talk about college football. Let's let's. So the the NBA season has you know we're early into the NBA season. There's a couple teams that are exceeding you know uh, expectations, and I'm gonna I'm there's some there's I'm gonna see are these trends or are they just are they are these here to stay? Let's first start with the Washington Wizards. Washington Wizards right now is number one in the NFC or in the East. You know. Uh, they're ten and three. I think they're a trend, but I don't think that they're bad. I th- first of all, I don't think that they're good enough. I don't think that they will be good enough, especially towards the end of the season, uh, to of course maintain being a top of the Eastern Conference. What I think it is is, I think that you know you're catching teams good, and this team is clicking. It's it's you know when you have a, a good when you have players like Spencer Dinwiddie you know they have really good complementary players that's it what the Wizards have have been struggling with for a while is you have really good top top players like you had Russell Westbrook you had Bradley Bill you had John Wall you had Bradley Bradley Bill outside of that you didn't really have much I mean you had Trevor Reza's you had Paul Pierce's you had um those t- like you didn't really have solid complementary pieces and the fact that now you have Montrez Harold uh you have Spencer Dinwiddie you have Kyle Kuzma who's played great uh Denny Deli has been has been good you know it, they have a good complementary or a good complement of pieces 
do I think that they're good enough to, you know, maintain and, and remain being, you know, number one overall seed in the East? No, but I do think that they're good enough to, I think they're a good team. I think they're a really good team. And especially, you know, they, they play hard and they're playing defense, something that they have not played in a while. So I think it's a trend that they will be top of the East, but I do think that they are a good team. Kind of the same thing with Chicago. I was wrong with Chicago, man. Chicago has blown my expectations. It's not because offensively, because I knew that Chicago was going to be good offensively. Is they have been good defensively. You know, uh, Alex Caruso has been great. Lonzo Ball has been great defensively. You got uh, uh, Demar Derozan playing defense. I think that I don't. I, I think that the Bulls, if they continue to play like this, the Bulls are here to stay. As far as this is a rugged team. I don't think that they're good enough to, you know, win a championship or something. But I do think that they're incredibly good. Like the top, the East, the the top of the East is, I, I mean, Washington, the Bulls, Brooklyn Nets, and the Heat. Those are the only teams right now, uh, you know, that have been consistently good throughout the season or throughout the early parts of the season I, st- I mean even though Milwaukee what is 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 11th in the in the you know Milwaukee's gonna have something to say Atlanta's gonna have something to say uh Charlotte has been good so as Boston still early but I, I just I don't think I don't I don't see that being trends as far as the Bucks struggling or or Boston struggling I don't see the I think those are probably trends and they're not going to that's not gonna last too long so but I am liking what I'm seeing out of Washington. I am liking what I'm seeing out of uh, the Bulls. I am liking what I'm seeing out of, you know, teams like the Heat, the Cavaliers. Evan, even though Evan Mobley, I think, is going to be out one to two weeks uh, due to injury. But he has been really good. He's been in, in Rookie of the Year talk. So, um, also, Golden State has been great. It's They're clicking. And it's crazy, man, when you see that and, th- and you know that – Clay Thompson and James Wiseman supposed to come back this year. So they've been good. You know, Denver's been good. It's been a great early part of the season. And, you know, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for what, what we're seeing, you know, in basketball. So let's move forward. College football. Um, you know, people are saying that, you know, it, this is probably one of those seasons that have a lot of parity. Because you have Georgia at number one, you have Alabama at number two, you have Cincinnati at three, and Oregon at four. Ohio State at you know five. They just was it no yeah Ohio State just was it no Oklahoma just lost. Um, but I don't really think there's parity as far as this year. Yeah, you don't you know, but I don't I don't you know when we talk about parity and and and. and College football, of course, a lot of people want to go to, oh, is Alabama in it? Or, oh, is, um, you know, Clemson in it? No, we're not getting that. But, you know, we're still getting Alabama. They're the second seed. But it don't look like nobody beating Georgia. Georgia, this is probably one of the best defenses we've seen in a while. Uh, Georgia is is stomping people, man, and it, and it's starting on the defensive side of the ball. And outside of possibly Alabama, I don't really see anybody beating Georgia. I don't. I don't. I think there's a reason why they're ten and zero. I don't see many people beating Georgia. That maybe Alabama, um, maybe Ohio. No, I don't see anybody beating Georgia. 
And I say no to Ohio State because they lost to Oregon at home. And Oregon, they've been struggling offensively. Even though they're at four, they've been struggling offensively all year. So, yeah, no, I don't see it. But, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep talking about it. I'll keep y'all posted. But it looks like Georgia is is a country mile better than the rest. So, that's that. Um, before we go, uh, college basketball is back too. Oh well, it was back last week, and uh, you know, this is look. This is looking like a good year, man. Duke looks good. Uh, Kentucky looks good. Imani Bates and Memphis look incredible. Um, it, it looks good. UCLA looks really good. They they look like they could be the best team. Um, it, this is gonna be a good Gonzaga, of course, with Chet. And uh, uh, Drew Time looks like this. They look really good, man. And and Kansas looks incredible. It Purdue. This looks like this year to me is wide open, but it's wide open because there's a lot of good teams. Usually in college basketball, when you say, oh, it's wide open, that's because there's not really too many good teams. No, I can make a case. I can see Gonzaga winning. I can see Kansas winning. I can see UCLA. I can see Purdue, Villanova, Duke, uh, Memphis, Michigan, Baylor, uh, Oregon, North Carolina. I can see these teams winning. These teams are good. Uh, Arkansas. Like, you can go 16, 17 deep and see, and you'd be like, damn, Alabama won the national championship? Wow. Or Alabama is this good? Or or Houston is this good? Uh, Florida is this good? That's that's it, it's, it's a good year for college basketball, man. And I'm excited, man. It's It's been good. And we've already seen some really good games. Uh, it, it, Imani Bates dropped 42. Imani Bates should not be in college, bro. Him or Jalen. They should not be in college, but... Hey, man dropped 42 his first college game. Chet had like a 26-point double-double or almost triple-double, bro. Drew Time had like 37 the other night. Drew Time. <laughs> or Drew Timmy. I'm sorry. Drew Timmy had uh, 40, like 37 the other night. It's incredible. It's incredible. So... Johnny, uh, uh, Jew guys was, I think hit like a game winner the other night. So, Hey man, I'm excited. I'm excited about college basketball, man. I love, I love basketball as a whole and college basketball. I mean, it's, it's always great. So, but there you have it. That has been today's episode of the unpopular podcast. I appreciate you guys. Um, if you, you know, get you on again, it's getting cold out there, man. It's just, it's December. <laughs> go get you on or it's november but it's almost december go get you on popular podcast shirt hoodie uh long sleeve sweater joggers the link is in the description below go get your merch today go bundle up with a very comfortable hoodie might i ask also or might i say also please subscribe to the youtube channel i'm trying to reach thousand subscribers again so anything will help i appreciate you guys i love you guys again i apologize for missing a week uh And until next time, much love.
shoes, that's on my shirt, that's on my collar. I hate it once, I hate it back, cause I'm a baller. I told that bitch to do a trick and she said, Tada, get a lot of guala, spend it all on Rider. That's on my shoes, that's on my shirt, that's on my collar. I hate it once, I hate it back, cause I'm a baller. I told that bitch to do a trick and she said, Tada, get a lot of guala, spend it all on Zana. Shorty said she really like designer. Bought that bitch a body out of Zana. Riding Kawasaki, better slide up Road has got his wheel, better cop up If I'm in the city, you should know I'm in that four door, me and three hoes If I'm with your bitch, you should know She fuck with us, now nah, she ain't coming home My new bitch see me every day Tending windows on the whip, you can't see me anyway Make a lot of wishes, need a genie any day And she ain't really want you, all she really want is that's on my shoes, that's on my shirt, that's on my collar I hit it once, I hit it back cause I'm a baller I told that bitch to do a trick and she said Tada, get a lot of guala, spend it all on Prada That's on my shoes, that's on my shirt, that's on my collar I hit it once, I hit it back cause I'm a baller I told that bitch to do a trick and she said Tada, get a lot of guala, spend it all on Flashy clothes, you know a nigga getting hoes And plenty dough, won't let the gang change me Shirt, that's on my collar. I hit it once, I hit it back cause I'm a baller. I told that bitch to do a trick and she said, Tada, 